Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Mr. Ethan Carter. What is up, Vincent? How you doing, man? Happy century, Mark, my friend. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I, I Literally, I was doing my pre, uh, pre-podcast stories that everyone thinks it's hilarious that I do on Monday, even though it drops on Wednesday, but I'm going <laughs> to stick with it because it's not my thing. Uh, and I, and I, I, even though I knew it, the words a hundred episodes came out of my mouth and I was just like, what? I, <laughs> I could I, not, I can't believe it. And, and, and granted I'm at 89, but the <laughs> idea that something I'm part of is that a hundred episodes is just mind blowing. It's, it's crazy. Cause people around us are all starting to celebrate, you know, anniversaries. Um, you know, Sawdust Nation just celebrated their one year. Um, Makers Figuring It Out just celebrated their one year. Clamp yep. just celebrated their one year. And we're like, yeah, we are on our, we are starting up year three. <laughs> I know. So, uh, Vince, you always say if you get to pass episode, what, 20? Yeah, 20. What happens if you get past episode 100? Does that mean that you're just over then? Like it's done? Uh, based on the numbers, it means we only got a little bit longer to go. No, but, <laughs> no, it's you know, it's it's one of those numbers that's just I I feel like it's kind of cool because it's like a milestone, mm-hmm. but it's weird because it doesn't feel any different. There's right. nothing like I could listen to the older episodes and hear the difference. I can hear the the comfort, and it's weird because it's not my first podcast, but yet I could still feel that I'm much more comfortable on the show, much more comfortable with guests. It, the show has a flow now. That's right. just, it's got a mind of its own. It just, yeah, it just does yeah. itself. I, I think that's right, too. I mean, well, clearly, I have never had a podcast before, and, <laughs> and this is not something I ever thought I could do. Um, and so I, I definitely would imagine that as awkward as I sound as I'm saying this, um, I definitely know. I definitely like hear the just more comfortable. It's much more. It's much less um, kind of yeah. like formal, right? Plus, like, I'm, not, I'm just. I, I'm yeah. not terrified that I'm not terrified that an episode is going to be, you know, just a chatty episode. And I'm not right. trying. I'm not trying. And I, I feel like in the beginning, I, I wanted to be like Kurt Loader. Like remember mm-hmm. when Kurt Loader used to do interviews on MTV back in the old days, and he was he would always try to make answer these hard-hitting questions right right and what i've got i've kind of gotten comfortable with is that sometimes the hard-hitting questions aren't as interesting as you know how did you get your first dog or something like that right like that's the stuff that no one else does and it's like oh yeah that's those are the things that people are more interested in they they like the other stuff but they also like the personalization of the of the guests and and what i what i think is what i think we're good at and people can correct us if I'm wrong, but I think, I think we're the, the less that we plan it out, mm-hmm. the sometimes the better the conversation is. Cause I, and I say that because what I mean by that is like early on, I'd, you know, even if I was a huge fan of the person that was coming on, I'd kind of like watch their stuff, which I still do, but mm-hmm. watch their stuff and kind of like try to come up with questions that I, you know, would want to ask yes. them if, Yes. And 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 I never forced it. It was never that was never. But you had thing, like right? a line of questioning, right? You have a, a line of questions, mm-hmm. and I have stopped doing that. What I've done, what I do now is, and I know you do it as well, is you kind of refresh yourself on content, mm-hmm. even if you even if you're an avid watcher, it's still good to refresh. But I don't tr- I don't try to come up with the questions. I let the conversation bring up the questions, and I think that's where we've gotten much. We've gotten really good at that. 
or a, I hope we have it because because that's where the that's like that's an actual conversation, right? It's a big risk to do that. And yes. I, I, yeah, I I I acknowledge it, and I you know every week I get a when we have guests I get a little bit nervous because mm-hmm. it's like. What if I can't do it this week? Like, what mm-hmm. if this is the week where it doesn't work? And then somehow or another, once you're into the conversation, it just flows and flows. And and then well, an a, hour nice and a half later, you're like, right. yeah. And an hour and a half later, you're like, oh, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. Otherwise, right, it's right. gonna be like a we three hour podcast, <laughs> right? And it's weird because this intro is like five minutes, and we haven't even mentioned the fact. I mean, everyone knows well, who our guest is. I mean. I, I'll still introduce our guest because it's the right thing to do. But come on, it's a multiple of 25. So we know. So for those of you who have recently joined the podcast and haven't gone back and listened to every episode, well, you have 100 episodes to listen to. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason that this podcast exists, the very reason that this podcast exists, the reason that anyone hears it on a weekly basis is because of our guest. And our guest this week is... I know the pod father is Adam Curry, but our pod father <laughs> is the one and only Dave Swiduck. What's up, buddy? Not much. It's uh, just Dave. <laughs> <laughs> the most unenthusiastic that's, entrance uh, ever. I love it. That's, I've been planning that since last that. week because, yeah, you, you made that comment. Oh, he's going to get mad at you announcing it. Just, just Dave. So <laughs> that's, I that's said me. It, I was like, I was like, no, it's just Dave. It's like, oh, that just sounds terrible. <laughs> what is wrong with no, you? Why would you say it that way? It's just me. But you're just, but your family. It's at exactly. this point, it's like you know, we we the running joke with the the last couple of guests was, you know, the first non non Dave Swiduck repeat guests. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah, well, you know, having I, someone not that's not you is, you know, your family. You're just like you're Dave. You know. It's, <laughs> Right, and I, 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 I think I probably said this almost the exact same thing last time. You know, at episode seventy-five when you came on, it. Every time we get to one of these, I'm excited for the milestone mm-hmm. and everything like that. I'm even more excited to have you on for that exact reason, uh, <laughs> Vincent, well, because it's you. just like he's family. It's it's yeah. an easy podcast. He's got that deep radio voice that I wish I had. It's and a little shot today, and, though. And, <laughs> yeah, but no, you know, but like, but it's just, it's an e, it's easy in the, in the real, the best way possible. It's just like a, like you're, like you're talking with your friend, your best friend, right? That's so. what she said. <laughs> you got big shoes to fill this, this time, Dave, because one what? year ago today, yeah. we had Dave, we had Dave Pachuto on. Oh, That's that right. Dave? Yep. i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) oh man i kid i kid no you want me to tell my hair haircut story again vincent that was a really good story that i told last week i think i I think i I should tell it again because that's such a good story so catch us up i mean yeah it's it's been a while the last time just to put in perspective how long it's been since dave's been on i know it's only it's 25 episodes yes we know the number but the last time dave was on we discussed the words that we were going to use in the unwrap a project challenge so oh and the gosh, time before really? that yeah. just happened to be we discussed the enlighten us challenge <laughs> there's no challenge coming this week i'm gonna spoil it right off the bat but there's there's other podcasts that are doing actually give a quick shout out to the uh the makers figuring it out yes yeah, so they officially launched yeah. their challenge they've officially launched their challenge the raise the bar challenge is that what they're yes, calling raise yes, the bar raise, challenge, raise the bar challenge. Like a, yeah. um you should definitely head on over to their instagram where they have specifics and definitely listen to their podcast where they have specifics they're running a one they're running this for one month so june 20 by june 28th you have to have your entry in 
I would highly recommend you enter it. Steve and Jacob haven't quite given away the prizes yet, but there's nothing wrong with that. They I, I just also, haven't told us what they are. Also, by the way, guys, you might you might end up extending that another month just from our own experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just be, but, yeah. be prepared, guys. Yes, um, exactly. But yeah, they yes, are sorry. running a challenge you're definitely going to want to be a part of, but we are not sponsoring that challenge. Well, I mean, we may end up giving prizes yeah. and stuff, but we are not officially sponsoring it. It's, it doesn't involve us. It's their competition. But, but you we should still go announce it. the challenge on Dave Swadek's episode. So yes. they, yeah. There we go. There go. We've kept the trend. So right. Dave, what have you been up to? <laughs> Oh man. Um <laughs> you have to start you have to start writing down what you're up to when you record so right. that the next time you can look back at it and go, Oh no, not doing that anymore. Nope, not doing that anymore. Nope, yeah, well, we stopped doing that and then started doing that again. So catch well, us up. It's kind of just uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out where to start because I I know we don't want to go three hours here, but um uh, no, mean, if you're doing there, three hours worth of work i will give you three hours worth there, of time my friend there it, it feels oddly like it hasn't been that much um i guess the first thing yeah my voice uh, i am a little a little scratchy today it's been it's memorial day weekend i've been spending the evenings around campfires so that doesn't help and then spent a ton of time recording um a big two-part episode coming out of my show and it, it equaled like four hours of straight talking and an entire novel and my voice is just a little shot so a, a little bourbon a little water a little cough drop we'll be all right <laughs> fix everything <clears throat> fix everything so if, if i sound a little scratchy that's what's going on plus not to mention the allergies this time of year they they get you but anyways i I, I've been doing quite, I don't know, it, it, it's all podcast heavy for the most part because mm -hmm. I've been cranking along since we talked last. I released uh, season one of my new original fiction podcast, Mystery Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we talked last, I think I was getting close to, to releasing but hadn't quite gotten there yet. I released season one and actually last week, season two. So awesome. that's I mean, cranking that's along. The The third season is about half written, and uh, that'll be the final season of that, wrap up that story completely, the arc of it. So it's been a lot of writing, a ton of uh, recording and you know voiceover work and producing and all of that, as well as keeping you know faded words going and, and about two other projects that'll come after Mystery Ends. And so a lot of podcast work, a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, but I was thinking a couple weeks back, Geez, that 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 you know, hundredth episode is coming up. My quarterly check, and I better I better make something so I have something to talk <laughs> about. You know, I was the feeling pressure. a little pressure, and so I was thinking. Well, last time I was I was dabbling in a little wood burning. I was you know doing some carving, trying out some of this stuff and that. And so this time I I built a computer desk. I figured I'll I'll jump in and do it. I could not believe how cool that turned out. Like, <laughs> me, it, it's me just neither. like I love this. I, I love this. I love this persona you put on. Like, oh, I'm just a photographer. I don't really do the making thing. <laughs> and he goes out and he's like making cool crap. Like, I've not made a desk yet. Just for the record, I've not. Neither made have I. Desk. Yeah, neither have I, Vincent. Yeah. So I, I now look. It's it's not like I made something incredibly difficult. And I, my dad and I worked on this together, and. Um, because any project I do, he wants he wants in, and I don't mind because it's great great to spend time with my dad like that. But mm -hmm. um, this was I, I've been thinking for a long time about building my own desk down here for my podcasting setup and photo editing and everything. Because the store bought ones I found just don't quite don't quite do what I need to do, and and part of the reason is because they're always too short. 
I don't need right. a standing desk, but I'm I'm six two, and I like to you know if I'm sitting here for a while, I like to be comfortable, and I hate desks that are real low. Um, yeah. So finding one at the right height w- was a problem. So I said I'll build my own, and uh, that's the perfect ahead. example of a maker, though, right? Like, <laughs> again, I you 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 never say that you are, but that's exactly what we all do. Is like right if there's some if it's if it doesn't work for you, you mm-hmm. make your own. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I was I was sitting at work and kind of had some ideas what I wanted to do. I had measured my space down here in my office to figure out what I needed and sketched up on the back of a post-it note or something at work, a a design. And, um, excuse me, um, just threw it together, showed it to my dad, said, Hey, you think this will work? And he looked at it, said, I don't know. I think so. Probably. And so, um, that was on a Friday, Saturday morning, got the materials and what we needed. And most of it is all reclaimed lumber. Um, I had here from when we redid my porch last, uh, summer and fall and got everything we needed. And on a Saturday afternoon, got the whole thing built. And then as far as the top goes and got that all put together and then, uh, stained it, did all that over the course of the week. And by that Thursday we had it installed. I used a, uh, Decided to build it right into the wall with a, a French cleat system I built. So it's super solid. In the front are a couple big, beefy uh, four by four timbers that actually were the front post out of my front porch that the bottom two inches was rotten. So we had to replace the whole thing that was holding up the roof. And my dad saved it. I didn't know he had saved it. And so he said, Well, why don't you, you know, I got this. Why don't you use that? I said, Yeah, we can look at it, you know. And he goes, Give it a sand and see how it looks. And so I sanded it down and it was beautiful cedar. And I thought, Yeah, "Yeah, that'll work. He said, Well, that's from your your front porch. You know, I I saved that, (laughs) you know. And I said, Oh, really? And he goes, Yeah, I thought it'd be kind of cool. Maybe you'd want to use it for something and, you know, be perfect for these legs. I said, Yeah, that's cool. And on the way home, it kind of hit me like, Wow, that's really neat. That that beam was probably there 40, 50 years or more in this house. Who knows how long? So, and now it's now it's holding up my desk here, and it's super solid, super comfy. And then I bought a big giant um, uh, triple monitor arm thing to get all my monitors and everything up off my desk in perfect position. So nice and clean looking, except for my cable management is horrible. But uh, <laughs> got to work on that. But yeah, that's that's the biggest thing that I did, and it, it only really took me, you know, an afternoon. that's awesome and i i love the fact that well first of all that your dad kept those and didn't tell you but (laughs) um but yeah that's awesome that you you like everything is repurposed and made into a desk for your podcast that's great right yeah and i mean we we i cheated a little bit with a top and Mm -hmm. and bought a, a uh Instead of trying to to edge glue everything up and and all of that, it was actually cheaper for me to buy a pre-made section that we used because lumber prices are ridiculous. Right. And so I, I spent twenty seven bucks and got this whole top and then basically had to sand it and build the frame and everything underneath for the rest of the desk to sit on versus what would have cost me about seventy bucks in lumber just to you know, or more just to, get, just just to, to buy. buy. It. So I said, right. uh, yeah, A, this is easier, and B, um, <laughs> it doesn't cost me a fortune, so let's do it. I forgot who it was. You know, speaking, it just, you you made me think of something, because we've been, it's been the ongoing topic, the, the cost of lumber. Yeah. And you just made me think of that, because I finally had to buy some actual wood this week for a client job. And I'll tell you, it is more expensive. Yeah. 
But the hardwoods don't seem to be. Was it you, Ethan, that was saying? Yeah. That, yep. Yeah. So I had to buy the, some. The rate, the the ratio of how much it's, they've it's been inflated is much less on hardwoods. So I will tell it's you, still you more expensive. But walnut from Bell Forest is thirty percent more expensive. Mm-hmm. It's not great. I don't yeah. love it, but it it's interesting because now I have a feeling that the the reclaimed crowd is going to be the hip crowd to hang out with. <laughs> like the people that like, you know, have their old pieces of their house that they right. turn into desks. So I think you're ahead of the curve, Dave, is what I'm saying. I think you're uh, I think you're a trendsetter. Well, I typically am. <laughs> <laughs> See, part of the other thing I've been up to is apparently I've been chatting with Austin, a high, cal- high caliber craftsman too much because his, uh, his confidence attitude is, is uh, rubbing off on me, I think. <laughs> Whether it's like, I can genuine it. or not. Yeah, yeah. One of the other things that you, you've done since, um, since you were on last yeah. is you stopped mm-hmm. and then started Digital Soup. Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of crazy because it, it ended... Right. And it wasn't you weren't planning on ending it, by the way, when we when you were on, which is kind of no. weird. And then a couple of a couple of months ago now, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, new episode of Digital Soup is dropping. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What was, well, yeah what's a, hold what on. was the rationale? Behind so the, the Digital Soup story, if for those that don't know, it's it's a show. The, the first podcast I, I did, I, I won't say I started it because I was invited on as the third host. Uh, before they launched and it's me and and two of my best friends adam and jason and they wanted to do this tech kind of geeky show and i said sure let's do it and we ran that for almost four years but about three and a half years in jason's schedule had gotten absolutely insane with work um it was just really really putting a drain on him and he wasn't able to do it so he stepped away and Adam and I continued it, but we kind of changed the format of the show, tried something different. We figured we've been going at this thing for four years. We were, I forget how yeah, many episodes. That's, that's that when show. I came in. That's when I yeah. started listening was, and when so, it was just the two of you guys. Yeah. yeah. And we were, we were just doing kind of some fun, fun stuff there. And, and then we were getting closer, I think to episode 200 is when it was. Mm-hmm. And we were both talking and thinking, you know, you know, we both have our own projects going too. And, you know, what do we want to do with digital soup? What do you know? What do you think? It's just, it, we had fun doing it just the two of us, but it just wasn't the same without Jason there. And Mm. so we were kind of, you know, scratching our heads a little bit, wondering what we should do. And we just decided, you know what, episode 200, I think it was about two weeks, uh, three weeks, maybe ahead of that, that we decided, you know what, let's, uh, let's announce it. It's coming to an end. We're just going to close it end on 200. That's a good round number and put it to bed. It's in history. And, uh, we did that. And then over the coming months, uh, schedule things changed for Jason a little bit. And he had started another show um, talking about video games and asked me if I could help him out on there now and then as a guest. Well, as happens, he had a hard time getting other people to, to commit and show up. And I was there for almost every episode, I think. And That's then a shame. He, he never invited me, and I would have loved to have been on that one. Well, I love that show. Yeah, he had big plans because he wanted to do it season based, and it was all all talking about you know gaming and retro gaming and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the the plan was for that he was going to go through all of the classic systems, um, one season at a time. And mm-hmm. he made it through the first season of the NES, and then we were planning second season and doing this. And then he he started talking to Adam and I. And said, why don't we bring Digital Soup back? And, and Adam and I kind of just said, well, thinking, well, we, we tried that. Your schedule's not going to work, but, you know, whatever. 
didn't think he was serious and in Finally, he said, no, for real, him and I were talking and, and he decided, you know, I said, well, I'll tell you what, if Adam is in, if he'll do it, which I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought Adam was just too busy, didn't have time and, and it wouldn't happen. And sure enough, Adam said, yeah, sure, we can do it. So uh, we came back. We're only running twice a month. The first and the 15th, they drop. And so we, we decided to bring it back and thought, why not just have a little fun on the side? And we record roughly every other week and no real uh hard and fast topics no you know as of now at least it's it's very much just the the fun conversational parts that everyone seemed to like from that show rather than getting pigeonholed into like oh we're talking about this tech story today you know we try and stay away from current events and stuff like that but it's fun it's you know that's that's home i I think that's i mean that's an interesting thing to point out is like it sounds like from from an outsider that let's let's just make it bring it back to having fun, right? What is it work? How does it work for us to have fun? Right. And that's, you know, two times a month, you know, but there's even with that, there's no pressure. Like, I think that's sometimes we get in this mindset of it has to be X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And, and it, and and then it becomes, it becomes not fun. And then that, that's, that snowballs into the point where schedules don't matter, you know, schedules don't work and everything like that. Then, then you get to the point, and this has happened with me in prior podcasts too, where not only does the schedule not match, because that's just going to naturally happen with human beings, right? But it's that you don't make your schedule match. Right. And that's when you know. It when starts it was, like a subconsciously. Not yeah, okay. like you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I have something else. I have to, um, I have to water my plants on Monday night. Oh, I guess I'm watering my plants. <laughs> well, like, Otto, I mean, uh, Vincent, you never have to worry about that with me. <laughs> but it, it will, you know. It's I always, you know, we, everybody always says that in the heat of it when things are going yeah, well, and then sure. at some point yeah. when it gets to be a slog, you start. When you know it's starting to be over, and this is a good indication for people, and this is something I've been through with other shows, Mm -hmm. when you start prioritizing just about everything else over the show, and I know I jokingly said watering your plants, but it really does get to that point where you're like, oh, I have to, I have to do laundry tonight. I don't feel like doing the podcast, you know? And that's when you start realizing like, okay, I need to rethink whether I want to keep doing this. Not, not six weeks from there where you've already postponed it or you've moved your recording date around. I was talking to one of our listeners, um, a couple of nights ago on the phone. And I said, you know, one of the things I love is that, you know, this has kind of become a thing on Monday nights. Like I, I, I schedule for it. This is my Monday night. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. feel like this is something that when it stops becoming your Monday night, you know, then you need to reexamine, hey, maybe I need to step away from this or maybe I need to not be able to do this or 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 figure out a way to make it work. Right. I mean, I think that's the other well, thing, too. Right. If you're looking at if you're deprioritizing it, though, you don't need to figure out how to make it yeah, work. You need I to guess, figure yeah. out if you're already deprioritizing it, it's not working because right. if, if something's working, you'll keep it a priority just naturally, just out of out of repetition. Right. Yeah. My yeah. Mondays are booked for all eternity until this ends (laughs) so well and i i can totally relate to people that you know it starts to feel like a weight and if it starts to feel like a weight and you start prioritizing other things you'd rather be doing that's not to say that the show is bad it's just say you're not your heart's not in it anymore just stop for a little bit well but the only thing i'll say to that vincent is and, and both of us have said this before is there are absolutely times on Mondays at like four o'clock where I'm like, oh, I have of to course. do this podcast tonight. Of course. And then, but then I, 
the second we hit record from that point until we end, I love it and I enjoy it. So like, so it, but does that the make sense? Like is, I, yeah. The difference is you're not expecting it to not happen that way. Okay. Okay. And that's, that's what I'm, that's exactly, yeah. you're right. I have that same feeling. Believe right. me, after the day I had today, after right. I found out, for example, I was fighting a chandelier in my dining room today. And what did I find out? That the house is actually wired backwards. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. The wires are literally backwards. As soon as I reversed the wires, the light fixture worked. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not my mistake. I know what I'm doing when it comes to wiring stuff. I've done it a million times, even in this house. But I forgot that some of the fixtures in this house are literally wired backwards. When it came time to do this podcast, was I in the mood to sit in front of a microphone for an hour and a half, even though it's my two friends? No, I promise you I was not. But I didn't message you guys and say, hey, can we do this another night? I gotcha. Okay. I know that that's a sign that things are bad. If I'm just not, if I'm not dying and I'm not doing the show, then my heart's not in it anymore and right. I need to really reassess. And that's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to admit, especially the further you get into, it. I mean, one of the podcasts I did, we got to 184 episodes and it was like, I, I can't do this anymore. And you know how hard that is? I mean, think about it, right? We're, we're excited to be at a hundred, do another 84 and then say, I can't do this anymore. Like, it 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 takes a major major re- mind shift to even be able to say that. Yeah. So all I'm saying is I'm well, not trying. At to- 185. I'm going to call it quits. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. I'll start working on a co-host now. <laughs> um, at 211, I'll bring someone else in. Um, I just it's I, I'm only giving this as advice to people because yeah. this is something that when we had Jason on, we talked about it also. Just like when does it become okay, this is not something I should be pushing anymore. Right. And the answer is usually around around three episodes earlier than you realize it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's true with anything, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's always a, a little bit before you actually realize And sometimes it, you, know? you go back to it. I yeah. mean, the, the yep. Digital Soup is back. And honestly, dude, I really do think that the current iteration of Digital Soup is much better than the first one and the well, second one that broke up. I think it's... Right. it's but it's that's different. that's because you, but you guys have found out a new rhythm which is right. two well, times a month. It's it's funny because really what we're doing now is what we did when we first started. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we we found ourselves as we were trying to grow initially and we had some good growth. I mean, we that's the one one thing that really sucks a little a little behind the scenes podcast stuff. When we ended it, um the feed was still there. And mm-hmm. we were we were just gonna move it over and just throw it all, you know, migrate it over to Anchor. So then it was free and it wasn't gonna do anything. But I didn't want to pay for it. And I told I told Jason and Adam, I said, you guys can do whatever you want with it. Keep that archive there, whatever. You know, we we figured at that point when we shut it down that it was shut down. If we ever did something new, it'd be something mm-hmm. new. But this was done, right. and we didn't migrate it. They didn't migrate it over to Anchor, so we didn't have. All of you know everyone that was subscribed before was no longer subscribed because that feed went away. It was gone, mm, huh. and so now when we relaunched it, we're literally starting over from scratch in terms of listener base, which is a little frustrating. But for me, I, I told Jason and I, I told Adam, I said going into it, I could care less. To me, Digital Soup was always just an excuse to 
visit and hang out and geek out with my my best friends exactly and, you I think know, that's, and that's the right mindset to go yep, in, yeah. right and we found as we you know from when we started it that was kind of how it was and we had these ideas we're going to do this and this and we we kind of had a little formula going at the beginning and we'd quickly devolve into just fun off-topic chatter and that's what the people that were listening really liked and right and then we slowly as we were trying to push and grow and do bigger things and better things over the over those 4 years we had changed the formula we we were like okay we're going to do this and this and it became much more structured it did you know did all this other stuff and we had a lot of fun it's not to say i don't think any of us were burned out from it it really was just kind of some outside interference you know scheduling and stuff like that mm-hmm. and right we we found ourselves getting you know we were taking it much more seriously and then when we came back once we said you know what we're going to come back we said let's just keep the parts people liked and you know that's the parts we have the most fun with it's harder to build an audience because there's you know other than geeky topics which could be everything from movies and games and books or whatever it could be anything it's much harder because you can't tap into a specific audience. But the big thing that that kind of what you were saying earlier, too, about when you start getting burned out on it, it may not mm-hmm. even be time to walk away. It's just time to reassess and look at it and say, well, right. what would I rather be doing? You know, if if I love podcasting, but I still want and I still want to put that out, but I'm tired of our format. I'm tired of our formula oh, and totally. what we're doing. That's when you can just say, screw it. Because let's face it, none of us have shows with big enough audiences. It's not like we're Joe Rogan that if he right. changes something big and says, you know what, I'm going to do this from for a while. It's not like we're going to lose millions of listeners. You know, well, when, for yourself, hey, sir. Well, the other thing, Dave, I think it I think it comes down to it's really important to make sure that you're having fun doing it. Too, oh, right? yeah. Because if, because if not, then... Like it doesn't matter how many li- uh, listeners you have because it's gonna burn out and it's eventually gonna go People away. People pick up on that so oh, much faster oh, than yeah. you do. It's yeah. amazing. So like, but I think that's a really like it's mm-hmm. way more important to have a podcast where you're having fun mm-hmm. than trying well, to a format or whatever. Right. You don't want to force anything. And that's, I I don't want to make this an ad for myself, you know, because that's not, that's not the point of it. But when I, why does anyone come on our podcast? otherwise? (laughs) (laughs) That's the way this works. That's how it's okay. (laughs) Not for, maybe not for family like that though, you know, but the the reason I say this, because Vincent, you and I have talked a little bit too about kind of the direction uh, I've taken things. And I, with my own stuff, it started yeah. out with adventures and creativity. I mm-hmm. at, at 80, I think it was 85 episodes in, I said, you know what? I want to do something different. And I made the announcement one week and the next week it was something different. New name, it became Faded Words. And then mm-hmm. granted, Business Sense would have said, you know what? Maybe think on it, plan things out, and then make sure you're where you want to be before you make a change. But that's not how I roll. I just jumped in and did it. So I changed everything over and then I realized, hey, there's more I want to do, but in this same vein. So then I transitioned everything over to AIC Stories, which is kind of the way I've set myself up is that it's basically my own little radio network or TV network Mm -hmm. where I've got a number of different programs coming out on that one feed because that helps me avoid that burnout. There's always something different to do. There's new projects. If I want to try something new, I can run one season of something, see how it feels, see if I like it. If I don't like it, well, in the archive it stays and I don't have to touch it again. 
and it kind of Basically. future proofs that that burnout because it, it gives me the room to just explore and, and do different things and try different things and have fun, you know, doing it. And because it's just me, I don't have to answer to anyone else. I don't have right. to debate, Hey, should we do this or should we do that? I just make a change and I roll with it. And if it's good, well, it's other, good. If it's not, it's not. There is something to be said for that because even, you know, once you start doing something for a while, the, the momentum will carry it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just not focus on it, but just let the momentum bring, drag it right. along for a little bit while you try something else, you can still do that, right? Oh, yeah, especially and, and that, how it's set up now. That's a, yeah, and that's kind of a great way to do it because you've you've essentially given yourself, you know, you have the momentum carrying your bigger projects, and then you mm-hmm. have smaller projects that are, you know, something that you find fun to do that you can yep. explore. And hey, if it doesn't work, it doesn't have to work. It just wants it has to be something that can take my eyes off stuff. You <laughs> right. and I talked about this with Snacker Joe's. Yeah, right. Like. I am enjoying the hell out of that stupid little Instagram account <laughs> because it's so much fun. Like I sit there on Sundays. I've gotten into a rhythm. Or, see, and this is what we were talking about, right? The rhythm, right? Right, right. I, I got into the rhythm where on Sundays, you know, we go to Trader Joe's every Sunday morning. That's how where we do our grocery shopping. And I wander the, sh- you know, as I wander through the store, I'm picking up things that I want to taste test and photograph or even things that I've had before that I don't obviously have photos of. And I get home. And, you know, we, we sit down after we go grocery shopping, put away the groceries. You sit down for a little bit, have a cup of coffee, watch a little bit of YouTube because there's a bunch of people I watch drop on Sundays. And then I grab all the stuff that I want to photograph and it all goes downstairs and I open it all and I taste it all while I'm shooting it. And I take the product shots of it and I'm just enjoying it so damn much. And it's such a, it's such a different thing from anything I've done before, Mm -hmm. but it's, I got to be honest, of all the things I'm doing right now, it's the one thing, and I'm not trying to down this podcast, but it's the one thing that feels like something, I don't know, new and interesting, if that makes yeah, sense. It's, like, it's, it, mm-hmm. And it's just for fun. I, I think Exactly. I, I, I have think no shot right. at ever making a dime off that Instagram account. Right. None. I, no matter how popular it gets, I will never make a dime off it. So the business. Well, you say that off. now, but when it's at a million, wouldn't that followers, be hysterical? Be- <laughs> by the way, if that's the one thing I get that actually starts making some actual money. Actually, can we? All right, everyone that's listening, <laughs> blow this thing up so that it is his. No, um, no, but I think that is there's a, a truth uh, truth to that and a freedom to that, Vincent. Because mm-hmm. I I uh, I can see that. I can see the appeal of just being able to do something without worrying about the algorithm mm-hmm. without worrying about hashtags without worrying about all and the stepping, things that you're supposed yeah. to do to grow your social oh my media God. and stepping outside of right. your normal areas too right like, mm-hmm. right like food photography we're doing that now right. exactly. damn right we are <laughs> yep yeah totally you, da- you damn right we are yeah. but it's it's and you know i feel like you know when dave when you when you make a desk or when you fix your gi joes you know it was really funny perfect example i, I don't that. remember i don't remember what podcast i was listening to oh oh it was um i was watching clownfish tv and they were talking about the gi joe action figures and they were talking about how they had given their son um, all of um, Tom's um, G.I. Joe figures. 
And he's like, yeah, but unfortunately he broke all of them. And it's the way they all break. And I'm like, oh, say it, say it. He goes, it's the, the you know, the rubber band in the center and the leg joints. And I'm like, oh, I got to send them Dave's video. And he goes, but, you know, there's a bunch of videos on how to fix. I'm like, oh, all right. He already knows. But I was thinking of you because I remembered how excited you were to be able to fix I, all your right. G.I. Joe's. Completely forgot about that. Yep. <laughs> that was what? That was episode 25, right? That was, I believe it was 25 or 50 because. Yeah, yeah. no, it had on. to been twenty five because yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I forget. That's I remember been a while. thinking back then, I was like, I got to get on eBay and get some GI Joes because I, <laughs> I was a huge GI Joe fan, and then I didn't do it. But yeah, it's it's like uh, I'm always think of, from that conversation. I always think about GI Joes and braces because remember those little rubber bands that you had to yep. wear with your braces? Yep. Oh wow, oh. yeah. Yeah, I mean, for people that did that, my teeth still look like I live in, well, I have family in West Virginia, so I can't even say it looks like I live in West Virginia. (laughs) Uh, It's, I do love, I do love this idea. And I think it's something that we, we, you know, we're scared to do because if you develop an audience, Mm -hmm. you're always scared that you're going to, if you slightly shift it in any way. You're going to lose the audience and that's got to come. There has to be, be a little bit of swagger to what you're doing to have the confidence to say, I'm going to try something new. Now, what Dave did by completely changing the entire brand is not exactly what I'm saying everyone should do, <laughs> but you have to have a certain amount of, yes, yeah, swagger is the right word to just go, yeah, you know what? I really, this is the direction I need to go and I'm just going to do it. I know you said it wasn't really business-wise, it wasn't smart, but I don't know, maybe business-wise it was absolutely genius. Well, I don't know. It, whether it's genius or, or dumb, I don't know. Uh, what I did find out is there was predictably a, a few people that dropped off. Of course. Uh, a few people okay. that write me still that said, oh, I still miss the old show with, with AI's, you know, Adventures in Creativity. Yeah. And the, mm-hmm. the big thing there, I love talking about creativity. I haven't stopped thinking about it or writing about it or any of that. It's just that I was worried and, and I felt like I was getting to a place. I didn't have anything else left to say. You know, right. that before and, I started repeating myself or just I mean, repeating everything you hear from everyone else, the Chase Jarvises yeah. and all those people. And it's like, I don't I don't want to be that. And I've actually got plans. Um, this is a hearing it here first. It's one of my rules. I'm going to break a little bit because I usually don't talk about things till they're in motion. But this one is in motion, just won't see the light of day for uh, probably not till next year. But the original adventures and creativity will be making a return um, on, nice. on AIC Ooh. stories. It's just got a, I, I've got a bit of a twist, a bit of a different format, which I'm going to keep quiet for now. And it's going to run in a season base, 10 or 12 episodes. And I'm going to talk to different people. They're going to be kind of short and, and I'm going to do some different things with it there. But I, I did kind of find after some time away from it, I miss that type of podcasting right. as well. Cause this is the crazy thing for, a lot of people, I know I talked to a lot of our, our maker friends in the, the Motsi group and everything, uh, and a lot of them have podcasts, like we know, and there's some fantastic podcasts, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. And, and everyone's always bouncing back and forth, um, you know, advice and ideas on, on all of this stuff. And I oftentimes sit back and feel like, well, that's solid, that's solid advice, but it doesn't apply to me in some ways because <laughs> I'm in a, I'm in a, in a very different space right now because I work on a production schedule. Not, I'm not saying this as if, oh, I'm special or anything like that, but it's just, it's the difference of how you guys work here where you're recording on a Monday, releasing on a Wednesday. I've got, I've got to work ahead because what I'm doing right now requires so much work to put an episode together 
that I've right. got to work months in advance. And so I I don't have the ability to say, well, I'll I'll record an episode this week and put it out, you know, two days later. I mean, episodes like Mystery Minnesota, that whole second season, it, it took me two months to work on it and put it together, you know, not counting the writing. Just a lot of voiceover work, a lot of stuff like that. And then it's all scheduled out. I won't touch another thing with that until it's done at the end of August, beginning of September. So that one's like, you know, it's one of these weird things where you create it, you put it out there and it's done. And by the time everyone else is hearing it, I've forgotten about it. I'm I'm still promoting it on social media, but to me, that's old history. You know, it's right. like, yeah, that's already well, that's, done. I, I, I've finished that, you know. Dave, Dave, that happens to me from Monday <laughs> to Wednesday. <laughs> I have no idea what we talked about. Well, that's so. true. You know, that, that does happen. So, you but that's why, something you, I miss. Do you know why I started doing all the social media stuff and all the posts? Just, just to remind me. Tuesday morning, because if I didn't, by Tuesday night, no idea what we talked about. Right. <laughs> no freaking clue. Right. And it's and and you know, and this is not to say anything bad about our guests, but the truth of the matter is when you do an episode every single week, right? Sometimes it's really hard to even remember who you no, talk it, about what with. It, it is. And, and and that's not to your point. It's not a knock on anything. It's just any it's not even number of guests. It's just that's the uh, human nature. Like you talk we talk for an hour and a half. You're going to forget things that we talked about. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just the way it goes, right? I yeah, mean, it is. it's I feel I feel bad for people. You know who I feel bad for? Like I always I always feel bad for people that have to do like news podcasts or that do mm. like um topical podcasts because Yep. Jesus, imagine. I mean, you know, I Jason Stapleton just announced a couple of weeks ago and this is why it came to mind cuz it fits into the conversation, but he can he said a couple of um couple of weeks ago he's now switching to one day a week he's basically he went from five days a week to three days a week to one day a week now he yeah, has i think that makes sense though yeah I, uh-huh. I, he has a bunch of reasons for doing it and yeah he doesn't really discuss news of the day type stuff it's right, not what he right, does right. it's not his vibe <clears throat> um he'll bring it in in context of what he always talks about but it's not really a news of the day type podcast mm-hmm. but it gets to a point and you know dave it's very interesting that you said with AIC that, you know, right. you hit episode 84 and it was like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know that I have anything left to say on this. Right. It was kind of the same thing. It's like, how much can I say this? Look, at some point you have to stop talking about, especially when you're talking about business growth and all that, you have to stop talking about the stuff and actually do the stuff. And there's not much more to say other than here. This is how you do it. Look at me doing it rather right. than... Yeah, and right. it's it's really interesting. I feel like a lot of people are coming to that realization. I know a lot of YouTubers that I watch mm-hmm. have switched from every week to when it's done. Right. Which I mean, that's gotta be that's gotta be terrifying too. Like, you know, if you're on if you're a YouTuber, your bread and butter is every week. If you're not well, dropping every week, then no one's watching. Or uh, YouTube doesn't care about you anymore. And it's just I, th- I think it's I think it's terrifying for that like mid range group. Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. The, 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 you know, the Jimmy dresses, and I don't mean this in a, you know, everyone knows I love Jimmy Dressa, but mm-hmm. I don't think it matters that much for him. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But for the, for, but it's, and it doesn't really matter for me because I go three months in between posting videos. So that doesn't matter either. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's that middle group that right. are like right on the cusp of like making it like a full time thing. 
And that is, I would worry about that as well. Like, 100%. Right. I don't want to screw anything, like any momentum that I have. I don't want to screw that up by not posting a video every week, right? And then at the same time, yeah. you're posting stuff just for the sake of posting it. it. Exactly. And then right. Right. And everyone starts picking up on that fact. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and oh, then no, that's this, is not, right. this is not good. I'm not watching this. And right. it just, yeah. it's so yeah. weird. Everything is just such a weird self-perpetuating cycle. Well, you know, it's, you go from, it's that culture today that, you know, the, the quote unquote hustle culture, we got to monetize mm-hmm. everything. We got to make a living. You got to do this formula. Yep. And speaking like, you know, I feel like I slipped into my, my old original adventures and creativity mind here, but it's, it's really a poison that to me, at least where we're so focused on feeling like we have to do this. We have to, you know, pray to the algorithm gods. We have to sacrifice this and this and this just to make sure we're seen and doing this and doing this. And it takes, you know, people get so locked in on that that's all they're doing they're they're playing well, a and, game and, with and numbers they what don't... they're making is garbage exactly i mean not garbage the, sorry well, no, that's not but and it's not, it's the, not it's, what, yeah yeah it's not what they're there to do it's not what brought right. them there and it's not it's not people exploring their creative choices their creative right. freedoms and passions right. there is nobody and and i i mean this very seriously that there is no creative out there that has just one creative pursuit and that's the only way they do it and it's the only thing that interests them and they don't want to try anything else it's just this thing if that's the case you're just an assembly line you're not a creative you're not an artist Mm -hmm. you're just playing the the game and at, at that point it kills it yep i love i love this i love this line of thought because i just had to i was going back while you were talking because i had to find the quote um and it was on April 29th of 2019, I wrote a blog post on my website. Yep. And I want to read this quote because it really does fit. I knew I had it somewhere and I, I actually wrote about it. Quote, that's not to say there isn't joy to be found in turning something you love into your life's work. It's just to say that it's okay to love a hobby the same way you'd love a pet for its ability to enrich your life without any expectation that it will help you pay the rent. What would it look like if monetizing a hobby was downgraded from the ultimate path to one path? What if we allowed ourselves to devote our time and attention to something just because it makes us happy? Or better yet, because it enables us to truly recharge instead of carving our time into smaller and smaller pieces for someone else's benefit. That quote hit me so hard at that moment because it it was around that time it's really interesting that it happened when it did, but it was around that time I was just recovering from surgery and I was just getting to the point where I was starting to ramp things up again. I was able to navigate the stairs and go down to my shop and, you know, finally start to function again after a couple of months on the shelf. And I saw that and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, what if, you know, it, it is okay for it to be, you don't have to turn. And I actually titled the post, does your passion need to be a side hustle? And it's just like, yeah, you know, it can be. And if the side hustle part of it is what gives you fulfillment, then by all means, roll with it, run with it, enjoy it. But if that hustle and that rat race that you've kind of confined yourself to doesn't work for you, that's okay too. Sometimes it's okay to just do things because you love doing them. And that's, a-okay and even now i still have trouble like doing that like Mm -hmm. disconnecting my desire to see something as something i want to make into a business and just see it as something i love to do Mm -hmm. and it's it's hard for me because i really have been so business focused and i've talked to 
I don't. I. I. Mean, I I'll. T- I'll tell you who I've talked to. I've talked to Lindsay Murphy about this. I've talked to Emily Joyce about this, and the general consensus because they do commission work also is kind of the same. Where it's like you 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 choke your creativity by forcing yourself to constantly be creative for other people. Well, yeah. I, it yeah. hit me. It. It hit me hard because one of the nice things about having a hobby is that it's a creative outlet, right? Mm-hmm. But if your creative outlet becomes, oh, I have to make this to sell it to this person, you start to you do start to strangle your own creativity a little bit right. because you're working in the confines of what other people want. Well, and here I can, I can already imagine people yelling at, at us, you know, and in hearing this and saying, "Well, that's what you got to do." The the important thing is though to to kind of separate there is like say your commission side of it for example when that's all you do right then that's that's what strangles you and that's why something kind of circling back you know like your snacker joe's account or Mm -hmm. you know like like these different side things that that we do you have to be willing and able to just say you know what i'm gonna do this also i'm gonna put it out there when you started putting up your illustrations on your instagram you know you Mm -hmm. saw People letting you know, hey, we're not here for this. Mm-hmm. Well, that just True, shows you, you how much that culture is is ingrained right. in everyone. The yeah. reality is the right thing to do is say, I'm just exploring whatever I want to do, so I'm gonna do what I want to do. You know, right. it's it you you have to go into it realizing, yeah, there may be a cost. If if it's a business account, obviously that's a little different. But you know, having those other places to go, that's so vital. I mean, there, there's countless examples in, in the photography world I can speak of as an example. Look at look at a guy like Jason Lee, who we all know as an actor, you mm-hmm. know, from from the movies with, you know, Mallrats, all, all these different movies. He's a prolific photographer. He's a skateboarder. He does all these other things, and he is not ashamed of it. He just does it. Whatever he wants right. to do, he does. And there's there's definitely a time and place on the business side to say, okay, now I'm working on business. But if you don't give yourself that room to explore and to play, you're going to sink yourself. I don't care what passion or hobby you're chasing. You will strangle it to death and, and you'll be done. I, I, I'm listen, listening to both of you guys. I, I'm picking up on a couple of things. And I think what what I'm hearing is that you know, we, we start these, uh, you know, these accounts to as our hobby and a kind of our side hustle, right? We do that and it's our passion and we're living it. We love it. We we're doing that all the time, right? All of a sudden, then it becomes a business or a, you know, it, I have to, I have to do these things to get the orders out the door, right? And at that point, what you're saying is that like, all right, then find another passion, like find another, like create an account that just does what you, what you originally started doing, which was just creating. Mm. And or that's don't okay. Even, yeah. Or you don't, don't even create the account. That account. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or just don't care and just post things on that account on your other account where you don't care about selling it. And it's not going to be the end of the world. It really isn't. You know? Create a private account. Don't follow anyone and post there anyway. Or right. even Try wilder idea, <laughs> just do it and don't worry yeah. about posting it anywhere because it's free. Right. Now, Dave. You know? yeah. now, Dave. No, if, if you don't post it, it doesn't don't it post never it, happen. It happen. I, <laughs> I, I was waiting for that because that's I, I know I had shared a little bit of my desk thing, I think in my, my Instagram stories or something. Mm-hmm. And 
shared it with a few, you know, text messages and in, in, in our Motsi group and stuff, but I didn't post it on any social media. You know, I, I didn't, I've kind of ignored my ASE makes account. I, I've just, I don't, I don't have the time to deal with another account. And I was kind of thinking, where can I post this? I need to post this somewhere. And then it, I, I asked you that, Vince. And I'm like, I don't know. Should I post it in the AIC stories? It's kind of related to the podcast. It's like, and you're like, no, no, your people there don't want to see that. And I'm like, well, that's true. And then I figured, why am I worried about posting this? I made it. Exactly. I get right, to look right. at it and sit at it. Why? It doesn't right. matter. I did it for me, anyways. It wasn't like I'm right. trying to. Hey, look at me! I'm gonna start making custom desks for you guys next. You know? <laughs> at, at the same time, though, Nothing I kind of like want to see it, man. I kind of want to see it. So <laughs> I can, I can but, shoot you the pictures. Yeah. AIC you know desks. What, <laughs> you know what I love? <laughs> you know what I love about you, Dave? Though, is like I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that thinks they're outside of the maker community, but is actually really ingrained in the maker community more than you. Like, it's a, what? it's a big con. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm a fake. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing. No, honestly, though, like you are you, everyone that all the makers that I know, know you. And I love that. I <laughs> think is, it's hilarious. It but like, it, I think it's just funny because you're like, I'm not a maker and everything like that. And and I would argue that none of that matters. None of us are, none of us care that we're makers, we're creators. <laughs> and right. that's you know but i i think that's hilarious and you're but like everyone i know in that whole group <laughs> and everyone like you're you are more involved in this community than a lot of people other people i do know you, do you know and, how many and, messages yeah. by the way that i got um last week and this week between last week and today people saying i always love when you do a dave episode right exactly <laughs> like right. it's like exactly, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you Oof. there's no reason don't take this the wrong way but there's no reason any one of these people should have any clue who you no. are right and yet at here all. they are yeah loving dave episodes well i i, I appreciate that and, and i feel the same as them there's no reason anyone should know who i am really... that's that's the beauty of it right yeah. that's right that's why that and that's why it's you know, if you need, but that's why we love this community. Exactly, and if right. you need license to step outside of your normal trajectory, sure, it's okay. Oh yeah, right. it it's okay. You know, there, oh, there everyone things... just loves people that are creative. Like yes. that's what it's about. It's not about making or uh, mm -hmm. being proficient at any kind of craft. It doesn't right. it matter. It's just about the love of creation. We have we have over the last I would say over the last couple of months we have stepped outside of the traditional maker community a lot with our guests. Sure, we've had some interesting guests, and we have some very interesting guests coming up. By the mm -hmm. way, that are that are outside, like outside of I don't want to say the woodworking community, but I hate to that kind of is mostly the community. Most of the maker community is the woodworking community, and it's almost funny how things have kind of progressed to the point for us where it's like, oh, we, we keep cracking into these little sub communities that aren't related to woodworking. And we're getting like, we're making connections in these creative communities. And we're talking to people that we have someone coming up. We have someone coming up who is one of my favorite humans who I have, I just have the greatest conversations on Instagram with, and she was someone who is literally someone I was watching her videos. I was absolutely in love with her work and I've become friends with her. And I just, 
I find her to just be an amazing talent. She is an atypical talent, though, for what you know what we would typically consider the maker community. And she's coming on the show, and I'm so excited that we got that I got her. I'm more excited that we've become friends to the point where I can DM her, and it's not weird or creepy anymore. It's just, it's so much fun to just put down this thing and pick up others. And I, I, I'm watching woodworkers picking up leather and I'm watching, Mm -hmm. you know, leather workers pick up lasers. And by the way, that's all on the same podcast, but I'm, you know, I'm seeing (laughs) like today I was listening to clamp because, you know, it's Monday and what else do I do on Monday, but listen to clamp. And Emily was on there, Emily Joyce. Yep. And I'm like, this is freaking awesome. You know, this is freaking awesome. And that's not to say Clamp doesn't have people that are outside of the, you know, the typical trades. But Emily is very outside those typical trades. Like, she's an enamelist, right? Emily is one of my favorite humans and one of my, and definitely my favorite artist. I I absolutely love that woman. It's still magic to me, by the way. It it absolutely is magic. But watching her do what she does... Nobody does that. We don't know anyone that does stuff like that. No. You know, right. even I, I could compare her work to maybe someone like Lindsay, but Lindsay doesn't even do the same stuff. And that's what I love about it. It's like, oh, yeah, we're all kind of doing the same stuff, but they're like operating in a whole other world. And I'm like, I want to talk to these people now. <laughs> like, I want to hear right. all, I want to learn all about this world. I have been trying and I will get her. I have been trying to get someone from blown away this the netflix show yeah, blown yeah. away. Yeah. i have been trying to get someone from that show one person in particular i keep trying i will get her on this show if it kills me i will get her on this show but why because glass blowing is freaking interesting that's it's, why it's it's ma- again that's magic to me i didn't yeah, I, yeah. yeah. photographers the, uh, we've had graphic designers we've had we've had every different thing on the show and why because hey maybe this is something that might interest because it's you. making right creativity and it's creativity yeah yeah and i um, hate to say it but i feel like in our current iteration i want to lean more into the creativity than the making yeah well uh by the way i uh when emily joyce quick quick side note but when uh she did her little like fire uh fire sale or whatever mm-hmm. uh i got uh got a couple earrings and i gave one of them to bettina and she loves them. So Emily Joyce, if you're listening to this, she absolutely she loves those earrings. So she better be listening, or you know, just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, She's... no, she. Uh, it was like it was a late Mother's Day present, and yeah, she wore them the next night with uh, with actually her first girlfriend like hangout after COVID. So oh my she god, had girlfriends nice. over, and she wore those earrings, Emily Joyce's earrings, for that first girl hangout so can can we can we talk about something interesting that's maybe tangentially related to you know first friend hangout a long time today Mm -hmm. i went to home depot Mm -hmm. i went to michael's and i went to ace hardware three times we won't talk about that (laughs) but i didn't wear a mask i know it's so weird i'm still weirded i'm still weirded out by it it's I got to tell you, as and, much and, as and I, no, no, from no, like, no, like, like, it felt position weird. of being like judging or even caring. It's all just, I, I'm like, not ready. It's all weird. I wanted in these places, all yeah. I wanted in these places was just to see at least one other person not wearing a mask. Yeah. And I did. And I felt so much better about it because yeah. 
I don't really care what people do. I mean, I'm no, one of those guys. Right. I don't care if you're wearing a mask. If I think I need to wear one, I'm going to be wearing one and I right. don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. But also, I did go through the science experiment just like a whole bunch of other people. And I was like, you know what? This is my this is my thank you for going through it. There's no more mask mandate in New York and New Jersey. Right. If you have your shots. So go on and go no, on with yeah. your bad self. And I noticed now that the signs are starting to come off the doors. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah, also sure. noticed I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trying to... S- say one way or the other but i'm telling you the stores that i've been shopping at throughout the whole time with the mask mandate were a lot busier yeah a oh, yeah. lot busier. Yeah. and yeah. it's interest it was so weird today to be walking around michael's and not have to keep adjusting a stupid mask and having my glasses fogging and i was like you know i didn't really want the vaccine i'm not gonna go into reasons i have reasons and i'm not gonna go into them but i didn't really want it but i got it anyway mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like I don't know. Maybe for a little bit today, I was kind of glad I did. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, definitely. It felt nice. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, this. I forgot what this was like to just, you know, get out of my truck and walk into my walk into a store and not be putting on a mask as I walked to the door. Like, oh, all right, this this feels it's, human again. It's interesting. I saw people smiling. I almost didn't know how to right? react. I felt like I had. Well, that's burgers. that's why I want to keep wearing my mask. <laughs> but you want to go incognito? Well, it, it's no, interesting. I, I, I yeah. It, I, I mean, I've been working in a, a public facing place for my day job mm-hmm. this whole time, mm-hmm. and of course, our state. You know, it was last summer the mask mandate went on, and as soon as that was lifted here in Minnesota, I think it was. Uh, I forget the date, but it's been half a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Middle of May, I think it was. And as soon as it came off, the governor made it official. Mask came off at work because we we got the okay ahead of time saying, yep, as soon as he makes it official, we pulled down our signs immediately, everything Mm -hmm. else. And my mask came off because prior to the mask, the state mask mandate, we, I never wore a mask at work either because, you know, I, I, I interact with people constantly and I'd done it for six months prior to any mask mandate. And so and I've been around the people. So for me, I didn't have that fear, but I, you know, it's, it's, you, you notice it a lot because the people who did have the ability to work from home and have been much more isolated, you can see like your, to, to your point there, Vincent, there's a genuine, uh, maybe not fear, but like an awkwardness and in, in an uneasiness, uneasiness. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. It's yeah. not a fear and, thing. Yeah. And you can yeah. see that in, in, yeah. you know, I, I feel, I, I don't know how to put this. I feel bad, because I, do I don't too. have that personally. To me, yeah. I've been working. I've been out and about. My daily life has been happening this whole time. I had no choice because I had to work through it. And I, you know, being around people, it's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, it doesn't bother me. But I see that and it's almost paralyzing to some people. And it's like, oh, I, man, we're going to have a, a problem as a country, I think, as people try and go back to social, you know, activities, you know, because there's so much that. It, people have been locked up for so long they forget what yeah. it's like. I, I went yeah. grocery shopping yesterday and I wore my mask even though I didn't have to. Yep. And it was like, why are you wearing that? Well, because I don't have my card with me. I don't have the app. The app won't give it to me till tomorrow. Yep. And I'm like, you know, I just don't want to have that confrontation. And yep. I think what made me okay with doing it today was in both of the stores we went grocery shopping in yesterday, which, by the way, including Trader Joe's, which surprised me. I wouldn't expect that in Trader mm-hmm. Joe's, but there were a lot of people. 
I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but more than I expected, more than zero, right? right. More than zero to me is a lot because if right. anyone's not wearing their mask two months ago, you're noticing that one person. Right. Like that's that stands out like a, and it was just so nice today. It's like, and I'm not trying. Like I kept, I really without my mask on, I was much more conscious of my distance from other people, uh, mm-hmm. invading other people's space. I was much more careful than with the mask. With the mask, I wasn't careful. I'm right. not gonna lie. I just I wasn't right. careful because I have a mask on. You have a mask on. I have a mask on. That's good enough for me. If you want to back up, back up. But now it's like oh, I don't have a mask on. I need to be more aware of my own space and who's in it and who I'm in the space of. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's what comes out of all this. Maybe the space invaders go away. And that, that's God what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, close that's talkers. what I was going to say. I, I had that feeling long before COVID where people get too close and I'm like, just get away. I, I can exactly. hear you. I don't, you don't have to come up in kissing distance to tell me where the rice is. I, I, I'm fine. <laughs> You know, you know, just back up a little there, Buckshot. I don't know what it is about uh, the Starbucks line in airports, but every time I'm in a line at at a Starbucks at an airport, the person behind me is like literally like touching me like they're up on my business and I don't know what it is. So, uh, yeah, that's that's an angry thing about that Ethan's going to bent about well there's a there's a way to fix it you just kind of do that move like you're reaching back put your palm facing backwards like you're just adjusting with your thumb make sure your wallet's there and then just cop a feel they'll back up <laughs> or, or or i could just cough, <laughs> cough and be like oh i don't believe in vaccines <clears throat> and yeah. then see what happens yeah. well you know there you, you might get in trouble they might try and charge you with a, yeah, you know, actually, yeah, they might but it, if you just then, yeah. if you do that subtle move and reach back and then just grab a hold <laughs> i'm telling you they won't stay close. Well, <laughs> either that or they will, and you'll have a boyfriend. And you'll get your oh. coffee paid for. There you go. Well, there's the glass half full right there. <laughs> I love this podcast. Oh, I love it. Uh, either people are either going to love this or we're going to get hate mail. We might get our first, our, our first, our second hate mail ever. <laughs> well, they can send oh, it man. to me. I'll take that heat. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. yeah Dave's, Dave's. Dave's like a big burly dude. You don't want to screw with Dave. I didn't realize you were that tall. I knew you're tall, Dave. Oh, I didn't know you're. I'm what, not you're that six tall. Two? Yeah, six two. That's not that tall. No, it's not that tall. But that's, I wish yeah, I was that's... six seven. I, My yeah, whole life, Christ. Since I was a kid, that's what I've. I, I hoped and I wished that I would grow that. You tall. always had six seven. I love yep. that. I was six seven, not six eight. Well, I was a football six, player. Six. And I was an ah. offensive lineman, and I always, if I could have, gr- you know, grown to that six foot seven, six six, right in there, with the frame I have, I'd easily carry, you know, three hundred pounds, and I'd I'd have been playing football, you know, at much higher levels than I made it because six two is just too short. It, it doesn't cut it. it, you know. When I got into college, I was playing ball there, and I, I realized that yeah, this is great, but I will never go past this. You know, I'd never have a shot mm-hmm. at the NFL or something right. because. I just didn't have the height, and I couldn't because I didn't have the height. I couldn't build the size to carry to that level. So I was, Re- uh, you know, linebacker size, and I'm too slow for that. Realistically, realistically, yeah. I always wondered about this because I have a lot of friends. Um, growing up, I was, I was the geek mm-hmm. that could straddle the fence well. Yep, same so here. I was the I was nerdier. Th- I was more athletic than the geeks. Mm-hmm. 
and less athletic than the jocks and more geeky than the jocks. So I had the middle ground. I was I was the ultimate fence sitter to the point where I had splinters in my butt. I mean, I was yeah. right there in the middle of the two cultures that were in my school. There were the jocks, and there were the geeks. And I, I, was, I was able to go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go go. Oh, I was just gonna say I, I excelled in both. Not yeah. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna toot my own horn. I mean, this is just high school days. I mean one of those guys, you know, Al Bundy. Back when I was playing, I scored four touchdowns. You know, <laughs> nothing like four that. Four touchdowns but, in the state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was I was a band geek. I, I mm-hmm. was. Uh, they they had a position in our school that was, you know, you were. It, they called it the president of the band, which is who's in charge when the director's not there and takes mm-hmm. care of all the. You know, I, I basically would run class when the director had to leave. And so I did all that. I was a band geek. I was a student council president for multiple years through, you know, all of high school. I got elected in there in junior high, actually, and stayed doing that every year. I was, you know, captain of the football team. I played for the Minnesota State All-Star team, went to New Zealand playing football, played in college, you know. And so I, I kind of was in all those camps. And, and it, it's weird because it never, ever occurred to me that I should be, you know, quote unquote, picking one. Maybe I'm a jock. Maybe I'm a geek. What mm-hmm. am I? Well, we were a right. small school. I just did what I did. And I think that's in, in large part kind of how I just, how I roll today is just, I'm not any one thing. I'm just doing me, you know, whatever. Exactly. You know, that's a really great way to be. I mean, yeah. There's, I always wondered, I always wondered of all the kids I knew that were really into football because it was really football or baseball. Sure. Um, did you ever have you like looking back? I'm sure as a as a youngin, mm-hmm. you probably wanted to play pro ball. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, I can't imagine anyone that plays any organized level doesn't want to play pro at yep. some point. So, like looking back on it as an adult, if you had if you had the ability to play pro ball, mm-hmm. do you think that would have been like looking at it as an adult? Do you think that would have been a life you'd want? Or oh yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Fair had enough. I had I had the size, I mean, I still mm-hmm. would have all the other stuff I do. I mean, I'm that's just who I am. Had I had the size, I would have absolutely pursued it. When I when I played uh, for the the Minnesota All Star team, and we went to New Zealand and competed against all you know the other. We well, we didn't play fifty games. Just the the talent from the other states. A lot of those guys, we were competing with guys that ended up in the NFL. You know, oh, there wow. was there was very big names. Um, Minnesota people might recognize them. You guys may not, but um, Jim Kleinsaucer was a, a tight end and fullback from Minnesota Vikings for many years. Uh, he was there the years I went. Uh, Amon Green was a running back for Green Bay Packers for many years. He was there. Um, I mean, just a ton of talent. Not everyone, but a ton of talent. And competed and, and did well at that level, mm-hmm. you know, just out of high school. But the difference is when those guys went on to be, you know, division one athletes in the, in their, in their respective positions, they were built for it. You know, they were, they were good to go. Right. right. And I wasn't, I, I knew I could only go so far with it. And right. so okay. that's where I, you know, I, I, I didn't pursue it. Then I made some dumb choices cause I kind of realized well, this isn't going to go anywhere I'd hoped to go, so I did that, and I, I was going to school at the same time to be an engineer, and I hated it. I did it all <laughs> through high school and into college, and when I got to college, I just had this moment of, I do not want to do this the rest of my life. I don't know what it was about it. I just I did not like it. And right. doing the smart thing rather than just changing a major or taking some time off, I left my house every day, told my parents I was going to school, and went and met some friends and had breakfast and hung out at the video arcade. 
And that's a much better way to go. Well, it was, and it, it <laughs> resulted in an academic suspension and everything else until I finally got my stuff together and, and went back, you know, about two years later and got a proper degree and everything else and something I was interested in, which is actually the, the business and, and uh, marketing and that side of things is what my, my actual schooling is in. But it was it was not you know you're 18 years old you don't make the best choices and you do what you do but I, if I had the size yeah I would have loved to pursue the NFL it'd have wow. been a dream I, I I think the the whole pro athlete thing is a really tough avenue to navigate oh, yeah. for a lot of people right because mm-hmm. you kind like you want to commit to it but it's but it is a commitment oh, yeah. 100% or not, right? I oh, mean, yeah. in, in some ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, John Malecki, we, you know, we, we all know John Malecki. Mm-hmm. He played, I think, a, like two or three games as a pro. I don't know, maybe more. I don't know. But mm-hmm. uh, as a pro uh, uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sure. And he loved, he, and he, he wouldn't change that for the world, mm-hmm. right? Like, but even even him, he's he just says like, you know, that, that was everything I was about for so many years Mm -hmm. and you know that and that's a hard thing when it doesn't when it doesn't work out Mm -hmm. and and it's not even that when it doesn't work out it's just like when you kind of come to the realization that there's very few people that actually make it to the NFL oh it's insane how small and then very few even more that actually do anything there yeah like I guess that's the point right yeah John Malecki made it right he made it he made it and he played he played games in the NFL and imagine right you imagine you make it and And then you're you're a roster guy which by the way that is Uh, not like that's impressive that's that's what I could not imagine the percentage of people that make the NFL is so small that if you even make a team congratulations you're already right, a better human exactly. than a lot of people but here's my ego i mean this that's funny you say that because my dream was to make it to the nfl make it to that team you know get a position on the roster as an offensive lineman whatever that's what i my position was and not have to be the starter getting the crap beat out of my body my whole life so be right. that second or third string guy that's going to come in, play a few games here and there when needed, and sit on the bench, make a cool five hundred thousand dollars, even a minimum salary for an athlete. You know the 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 bench players that aren't the stars. You make five six hundred thousand a year, maybe a million if you're a little better, and you ride the bench, and you still get to be part of the team. You get to do everything else. You get to play ball with the best talent in the world. And you get to walk away when you retire and still walk away instead of being limping and, you know, a thousand right, surgeries right, without later. Brain injuries. And it's, yeah, it sounds kind of <laughs> wimpy, but that was actually, you know, that's always what I thought would be ideal. Make it and yeah. be just good enough to get a roster spot and and not have to sacrifice my entire body to do it. Right. That makes a lot of, like, that's probably sounds, the smartest. It sounds kind of like, wimpy, but... No, you had no, your craft together way better than sense. a lot of us. <laughs> right, exactly. I always told my parents, I was like, I could be a kicker for the NFL. And they're like, they're like, well, you are skinny enough. <laughs> wow. You but you're not tall Janikowski? enough or strong enough or talented enough to kick kick it. But yeah. yeah. It is it I'm is, okay with it though. I've, yeah. I've accepted it. It is that time of the episode. Mm. That time of the episode, everyone's favorite time of the episode. Where we do our things of the week. And as usual, we have a guest. And as usual, our guest gets to go first. So, dear guest, what would be your thing of the week, pray well, tell? I had a couple, and 
you said okay you can do do a couple if you want i can't remember last week this one is is almost more of a shout out to some of our friends did you guys talk about justin's um cricket video i okay no no that was after no that was that was after yeah that was after we recorded i thought that was after and so that's one shout out because i love that video so much fun um where he's uh, doing things that shouldn't be done in a cricket uh justin (laughs) of bear make it um in case (laughs) he was wondering his His deadpan yeah, absolutely like, phenomenal yeah. and and then following up with them and seeing the heat he's taking in the official cricket forums like they there oh, are some really? karens there that are not happy with him mm-hmm. at all. and I, so just for that oh. i mean he deserves my shout out it's it maybe not the official pick of the week but absolutely go check it out because that video had me dying laughing and i promise i didn't say that because his previous video i i got executive producer titles I'm not sure i saw, saw that that was a beth actually asked me what the what's that about i'm like i don't know, <laughs> I don't know either no I I, I I i do know it was not it was more of a in joke where um, we were talking about some things on some camera angles and stuff. And, and I said, well, if you use that, you got to list me as an executive producer. <laughs> That's all it was. And he just I did it, it as a, as a fun, you know, thanks for the idea. And, and I didn't I really, it. it was all him. The video was all him, but I'm so excited that he got hate for that. Yeah. For the, like, cricket, oh, video, the cricket, dude, the cricket community. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. is I, not I'm good. S- I'm just oh, telling you, it's not good. He's, I mean, well, again, he was so deadpan, which I love. Like that's my favorite. But oh, dude, I can't believe that people are like getting upset about it because right. they take they take those machines, and I'm not talking oh just God. the cut. I'm talking the brand. Right. They take any attack, perceived or otherwise, on the <laughs> brand as an attack on them, and I literally <laughs> mean an attack on them. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, yeah, I'm I'm totally down with pointing out though. That's a good that's a good way to put it. There's a bunch of Karens that didn't like what he did. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, not surprised. I, I I don't know if I should be high fiving him or feeling a little bad for him that he's getting beat up about it so bad. But oh, I'm more no, he can take it. Yeah. I, Justin, if, if there's anything I know about Justin, he does not oh, give yeah. a crap. I, I'm yeah, more he, in the he, high he's, five and support. And right, you know, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, keep pushing. He, I, I I guarantee he's uh, you know just soaking it all up mm-hmm. it, it was fun so that, that there's a was lot of relish of, on that dog <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that was kind of my uh unofficial pick like like ethan you like to do that this one this one's just kind yeah. of a quick you know warm-up um the other one i'm actually going to recommend a podcast because big shock um you because guys make yeah oh my God. Man, well first i told you well that's what i told vincent earlier i have three i could choose from because i had three ideas and then i said it would be you know Faded words, mystery Minnesota, and digital soup, but yeah, not those aren't my actual. <laughs> but no, I it's it's the it's a podcast called The Way I Heard It with Mike Rowe, and hmm. a lot of you may know him probably best from he's the host of Dirty Jobs and uh, the Mike Rowe Works Foundation and all of that. The reason I recommend it is you know you guys know I'm a huge fan of storytelling, and do you guys remember? The old school radio guy, Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. And now it's time for news. Yes. Yep. Now, <laughs> now you know the rest. Of exactly. The His son took over when he yep. passed. He which did. Which is kind of crazy. And yep. he sounded just like him. He did. Yep. And and Mike <laughs> Rowe to me is is a modern day storyteller version of Paul Harvey. 
and he he does he just has a way that's so smooth and easy where he he just tells these stories of his life and the crazy things he's done and when he's interviewing guests and all of that it's just such an enjoyable listen an enjoyable approach to you know natural storytelling and I, I I look forward to his stuff every week when it comes out because I could just just his voice alone I could listen to for for hours. But y'all sound a lot alike, by the way. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, no, <laughs> seriously, on a recording you do. Oh really? You do. Well, Pretty, I, yeah. I, hmm, I don't always know. thought so, and it's funny you recommended him. I was like, oh, all right. I I didn't I don't see it, but it, it's one of those things. I'm sure that you know you just can't notice about yourself. But he, exactly. I I just love his approach. I, I love his storytelling. It's just so much fun. So he's really he's, yeah, he's just awesome. as as my friend Matt calls him. He's a national treasure. Yeah, <laughs> he's a national treasure. <laughs> Absolutely, he's, the, he's a cool dude who. I just yeah, he's always got a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. He's always he's done so much. Mm-hmm. And one of the best parts about Dirty Jobs <laughs> is now he can go back and say, Yeah, I've done that. I've I've done right. that. I understand. I understand yeah. how brutal that job is. And it's like, yeah, how many people can well, he just walks a walk, right? It, which yeah. is what makes him authentic. It's not empathy, it's right. actual right. experience. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know? Right. So, right. That's great. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to have to check it out because I always, way back in the days when I was on Facebook, way back in yeah. ye olden days, yep. I used to really like his um, Facebook page because yep. he would post the most interesting stuff on Facebook, but, you know, not on Facebook anymore. So I don't get, <laughs> I don't get my doses of micro. So you can listen to him every. Uh, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? I think it's Tuesday because I think no, Wednesdays uh, are booked. Yeah, there's it's, one it's, podcast yeah, that comes out yeah, on Wednesdays. Wednesdays are because we make. Well, yeah, you see, well. we we hear that all the time. <laughs> but I, I was, you know, having some conversation with the Making Our Way podcast, and they release on Tuesday with AIC Stories, and they Austin in particular told me that's when the big hitters release is on Tuesday. Well, Whoa, and wow. Micro Works play. also releases on a Tuesday, so. I'm just going to point something out, by the way. How how funny and catty are we in this community? The first episode they drop, they drop on Wednesday. And I actually, at one point, I messaged Austin. I go, really? I actually just said, really? You're going to drop your episodes on Wednesday? And he goes, no, 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 no. It was just we had some technical difficulties. It got delayed one day. The regular day is Tuesday. And I'm like, dude, I'm not. I'm kidding. It's okay. Right. Yeah. It, it's so funny, funny they get people get get a little precious about their release dates, and yeah, I, we we like to have a little well, fun with it, but we don't. But I'll yeah. tell you, what, I'll tell you to an extent, I might, but not like seriously, yeah. because I tried to pick a day where no one else was releasing anything, and yeah. no oh, really? one dropped yeah. anything on Wednesday. So I was yep. like, Wednesday is the perfect day because when, nothing competes. Well, Wednesday's was, my be- Wednesday's my best day to drop a YouTube video, which is really rare. Wednesday's a good day to drop a lot of stuff, by the yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, Vincent, you got to cut this out of the podcast so people don't do this. Don't <laughs> drop on Wednesdays. Uh, no, but yeah, no, I, I, Wednesday is definitely my best, like my best performing videos. Mm-hmm. Have, I always drop them on Wednesday. Yeah, hmm. it's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you know what? There's no explaining the algorithm. It's nope, like we always exactly. joke like everyone since Jimmy <clears throat> mentioned it, how everyone always jokes about how oh the old guy rolled his chair off the hose and the water right, started right. flowing again. Right, like yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is again. Well, remember um, not to derail you too much, but remember <laughs> you were talking about uh, it, was a, it was a few episodes back about, you know, you release early in the morning. That's the, you know, with the podcast, it's the best time mm-hmm. to release. And so I release it. I do the same thing. I release at 5 a.m. Central time. And mm-hmm. so 
we do all that. And then I started thinking about it and say, well, what if, what if you went a little earlier, 4 a.m., 3 a.m.? Suddenly you're in the day before. And then you got, well, you got to get to the morning then. And then you're on, you know, Monday mornings. And then I could, maybe I should just do Sunday mornings. Next thing you know, you've worked your way all the way back. So just release it. I don't care you know, what they get it out there. That's what's well, important. You, you know, but the, I think the, for, at least for podcasts back yeah. when I used to commute and when I'm going oh, yeah. to be mornings are again, huge. that, that was, that's why you know, the five, early release is, is because yeah. it's before I hit the, I hit the road at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And if the pot and I listened to the, the podcast that re- was released before five a.m. Do you know how so. five o'clock became the thing for because we make? Or have I ever told this story? I don't think so. Vincent. No, I don't think okay. so. Okay, so <clears throat> when I first started doing the podcast, and Beth was getting Beth was getting up at five o'clock every morning, and every morning her freaking alarm would wake me up, right? Mm-hmm. Which is not a bad thing because it actually is the reason right. that I can do what I do in the morning, like I get a lot of stuff done before I go to work. I'm one of those people. I'm a morning person. Mm -hmm. When I get out of bed, I am super duper productive. And then I go to work. But when I come home from work, I'm a zombie. I don't want to do anything when I come home from work. So five o'clock in the morning would come along. And before I learned how to schedule podcasts in anchor, I would wake (laughs) up five o'clock, her alarm would go off. I'd be like, well, I already have the draft saved. Let's turn, let's publish the draft. Click, 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 click go back to bed and it just kind of stuck and then i figured out how to schedule it's like well now i can set it for five o'clock but i could do it the night before that's even better <laughs> start scheduling right. it the night before the whole reason it's at five one it's two reasons one because i was up anyway and it was a good time it's like a nice early time it's pre-commute for most people yeah but the other thing is it was the california i wanted to release it on wednesday but not tuesday in california right <laughs> so exactly like 5 a.m so 5 a.m is the earliest the podcast can be to mm-hmm. be on wednesday in all 50 states so there you go that's the reason yeah look at that See the things you learn listening to this show it's you amazing put, you put much more thought into it than me i just said 5 a.m that sounds good Good Let's go with that. It's when you pull back the kimono. Yeah. The kimono, the kimono is swung wide open. Everyone, <laughs> um, is that it, Dave? Is that that's, out of the sixty-two? Uh, that's the two. Yep, I'll, I'll give you those. I mean, I have I have a couple others, like a some game recommendations, different things there. But I don't want to bore you guys. Let's hear what you've got. All right, um, I'll go next. I'll go next because I have mine relatively handy and I've been staring at them. There are two things. It just so happens that we are on the one month anniversary of something I learned at the end of April. (laughs) And I have been doing this experiment wholeheartedly with it's the first time I've done it in probably about 15 years to the level I've been doing it at. And I got to say, I am so glad I did it. Okay, on May on April 26th, and I had to go back and look at the date because I told my friend I did this, and he was like, Really? I uninstalled Google Chrome from every device it was installed on. Huh. Oh, how do you function on the internet? You ask. So I started using Microsoft <clears throat> Edge, the new one that's based on Chromium. Here's why I have a Surface Pro five or six it's either a five or six i couldn't tell you which one it is it's an i7 it's got 16 gigs of ram it's got a 256 gig ssd the damn thing should be smoking and i should be getting battery life like nobody's business instead i was getting about an hour of battery life an hour damn thing's not even two years three years old i'm getting an hour of battery life it's running hot the fans are constantly going and 
it's just slow. And I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, well, I'm going to be in the market for a new machine soon, but let me just figure out why it's not running so well. So I uninstalled Google Chrome because I had heard that Google Chrome, the way it monopolizes resources, gives a particular hit on mobile devices. On your desktop, you don't really notice it, but on a mobile device, it's bad because it eats resources and battery. And you know what? It's like I got a damn new machine. (laughs) I cannot believe the performance difference. And it runs on the same engine. So we're not talking about you go to pages and they render weird. You can even use the same Google Chrome extensions that you used before in Microsoft Edge. The other nice thing is you're not giving any information to Google. And I really don't like Google. So if I can hide some information from Google, you can bet I'm going to hide some information from Google. Um, You have a lot more privacy controls. There's a nice profile selector. So if your company is using Office 365 or Azure Active Directory, you can switch over very easily and keep your profile in sync with your corporate personality. And then you can switch back and forth to your personal personality. So you can have different collections of bookmarks and settings and homepages, all that. Trust me, if you thought Edge sucked before, it's not the same Edge. It's worth another look. I have been using it now for a month. I am never going back to Google Chrome ever again. And for you Mac users out there, you can get Microsoft Edge for the Mac. And I would highly recommend at least check it out because the amount of privacy controls you have in Edge, you don't have in Chrome. So even if it's just for that, it's probably worth a look for you. My second pick. And I normally wouldn't do two picks. I never do two picks, but I had to do two picks this week. I think this is now the third time we are picking Martina and Hansi as our pick of the week. But this really is more of a Martina pick than a Martina and Hansi mm-hmm. pick. Um, you guys know I love Nerdforge. Mm-hmm. They're the nicest people on earth. Uh, Martina and Hansi are super cool, and they make amazing stuff. Well, Martina got to work on an art collab, and I have been following this art collab since it started with 1000. And it has moved through some of my favorite art YouTubers. And after Smo Nova got it, he nominated Martina to get it. So what they're doing is basically they have this wooden canvas that 1000 started a painting on, and it's going artist to artist, and they're adding something to it. In a couple of in a couple of months, probably it's going to be done. They're going to auction the original off for charity, but they're also going to have prints. So you're going to be able to buy a print of all these amazingly talented art YouTubers. And Martina was one of the people picked. And if you want to see someone squeal like a little girl when they when Smo said that Martina was his pick to get it next, I shouted and I actually messaged them and I said oh my God, I'm so excited that Martina's working on the painting. And I'm pretty sure it was Hansi that answered me. He goes, wow, you found that out. You recognize that before a lot of other people. You are really into this, aren't you? I'm like, you have no idea how excited I am right now. So her video just dropped um, a couple of days ago and it's totally worth a look. If you go to the NerdForge channel, it's there. And of course, I will have the link to it in the show notes those are my two picks i get to pick two this week ethan so go ahead now give us one just to break the cycle no i'm gonna give you two but um <laughs> I, also have, I also have a tickle in my throat so i'm gonna try to get through it but Ooh. uh yeah but i have a, i have two again okay. so uh my first one i i think would not will not be a surprise to most people but i absolutely love former guests of the podcast tamar's guitar build for the uh, great 
guitar build of uh whatever I haven't it, watched whatever it, it yet is. but i am it's what it's what i'm watching when this podcast is yeah. over by the way i absolutely love this design uh she she nailed it i it's it's brass and black so it's like it's beautiful it is a beautiful it's, it's a beautiful. piece of art like it really is and i think she, that's what people like the people that don't understand like why people love guitars so much mm-hmm. it's because guitars can be can be like a literally a piece of art for the looks of them but also how they work and so anyways so her video on that guitar is absolutely amazing i love the design and she made a really high quality guitar too. That's the other thing I think, and and nothing to be said for anyone else on the guitar build off, but I think there's a lot of people that make guitars and they, they can, they make music, but they're not like quality guitars. Everything that she did on this thing was top notch. And it actually is a high play, you know, high level playing guitar and it looks super badass. So I really, really love it. I think she's really, really happy with it too, which is awesome. She set a high bar for herself with last year's build. I so know, I know. Like this is like I, I saw the, I've seen the thumbnail, and I'm, I was actually planning. I have it set aside to watch after we do the show. So I'm very excited to watch it tonight. I'm yes. very, very excited. It looks amazing. It, it, it looks amazing, and it's, it is. I mean, it's just I, I love the brack, the brass accents. And the fact that they're like inset, oh, it's it's a super good guitar. Uh, she she herself says that she's like can't imagine giving it away, but it's for a good cause and what all that. But Great. no, that's but, that's a that's yeah. She's what? Yeah, she's I, awesome. Yeah, just she's freaking. But there, but beyond all the guitar things, like even if you're not into guitars, her the video has a lot of really innovative techniques and jigs and stuff like that as you would expect from her mm-hmm. um so even if you're not into built a guitars at all you'll definitely get some like really cool tips or techniques from watching the video so go watch that i'm not she's gonna awesome. lie i just like watching awesome. smart build stuff i don't even care what she's building so i know she i mean she's but uh, it, she's one of those where i just love how her brain works right like mm-hmm. how she figures out problems and solves them and yeah, it's just and, and it always makes sense. I'm always like, oh, yeah, well, that makes total <laughs> sense. Why wouldn't I, you know, design it, uh, build a jig that way? Because that is completely logical. Right? Totally. So. All right. So that's cool. that was my first pick. But my second pick is actually so this is going to be a funny pick, but uh, it will it will be live when this episode drops, Ooh. but it's not live right now. Ooh. So this video will drop on Tuesday. But it's from our good friend Trevor of Maker Experiment. Um, he is releasing a video tomorrow of this incredible, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna I gotta look it up because I don't know how the, I, I don't know the right words for this, but it's a, uh, it's a mirror and uh, iridescent acrylic that he uh, that, that he had an artist design, which is basically you know the like um, the uh, Air One Jordan shoe mm-hmm. so the uh the artist who is uh uh at pretty done so p-r-e-t-t-y-d-o-n-e uh she's the artist i think it's a she or he is an artist and they designed this thing and then he cut it cut out all this 
acrylic that has a mirroring uh, mirror backing and made this incredible uh, Air One shoe display. It is absolutely beautiful, Vincent. You're going to be like blown away when you see this thing. Excellent. I'm yeah. all in. I'm all it's, in. It's super cool. It's super cool. That has crazy. It looks like a stained glass sneaker. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, wow. I, don't, I, I don't know That's how to crazy. describe it. I'm, I'm stumbling, but it is super, super cool. And it is, it, it is a work of between an artist and someone that knows what they're doing with a laser. Oh. And it's, it's really, really cool. So it's going to come out. I think it will drop tomorrow, uh, which is Tuesday. And so when this drops, it will be live. So go check that out. Cause he, uh, he's been doing a ton of good things with other artists. I love his collaborations with artists because he takes what their vision is and he can actually translate that into like an, asi- a sign or acrylic, uh, like display, whatever. So yeah, he's doing great stuff. Cool. We will yep. d- definitely have that link because it'll be out while I'm doing this editing, but <laughs> we'll definitely have that link in the show notes so that everyone can go follow along. That is pretty freaking fantastic. I, I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna, to send the two of you this uh, picture real quick. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, sneak preview. I like All it. Right. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah. Um, we, while Ethan finds that we are going to thank, we are going to thank all of the people that make this podcast possible, including Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLL Woodworks, Chris from Full Steam Designs, who, by the way, I should have made this my thing of the week. I'm just going to give him a shout out for what he did with the Franken Poco. That's freaking bad ass he took his shape oko double xl the same machine i have and he made it take a five foot long piece of um sheet of plywood unfreaking believable fantastic video i it was so fun to watch um jeff stein aka a weird guy another guy's doing ridiculous things with my machine and making me look bad um debbie haddock jerry Hyduke, joey from jh custom woodcraft dean duplantis jacob anguiano from native sun wood art robert j keller scott from dad at yourself diy the one and only grant alexander tony langer from Langerworks, uh jacob from other dog designs jake from imakejake.com al schultz from new york woodworks and justin ofler bear naked the king of cooking things in the mug press if you'd <laughs> like to support the show financially you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash because we make if you can't support the show financially then by all means share the show uh write a review tell your friends about it get everybody to come in and listen and uh bring them on board because you know what it isn't only about financial sometimes it's about just spreading the word and we appreciate all of it just as much so thank you for those of you that have donated financially and thank you to those of you who have left reviews i know we said we were going to leave reviews because it was we were going to talk reviews tonight because it was just dave but we are not (laughs) we're not doing that tonight because it's already because it's just dave yeah Yeah, it's an hour 40 we've kept dave long enough um Thank you so much for popping in, Dave. Yeah. No, always 100, a pleasure. 100, Dave, 100. I know. It's wild. It's always a pleasure, <laughs> though. And I'm, I'm excited every week to see where you guys are going and continue to grow because I don't know. You guys, you like to say it's you know, you're doing this because of me. But to me, I'm just happy to be a little part of it and a little part of the the because we make family, so to speak. And it's always you're not fun. A little part of it. I mean, you're literally the reason it exists. So. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> literally the reason it you, exists. Like, you guys are the ones putting in the work and and doing oh. it every week and showing up and and that's that's the cool part. 
Uh, we appreciate it, man. We couldn't have gotten to we couldn't have gotten to one hundred without you know without your inspiration, without 100%. the people that have listened, the people that have done so much. I know. I feel like we do some kind of milestone show every around this time. I feel like we do fifty mm-hmm. million milestone shows, but you know, one <laughs> hundred is a pretty significant milestone. It means it does right. mean a lot to us. That people have stuck around this long. You know, I almost feel like I know all of you. I mean. I don't want, it's kind of bad to say, you know, your whole audience, but I do mm-hmm. feel like we know a lot of you because a lot of you do reach I, out. You say, and I hi. hope I do. Like, I, I really hope that I know everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, we always say that we would rather have a small engaged audience than a huge audience that yep. fast forwards and yep. you guys definitely listen and you definitely kept us, you put us on your backs and you carry us along and we really appreciate it. We appreciate the downloads, the support, everything. And it's, it's so nice to know that we have such a loyal core group of people that listen to this show every single week. And when we get the feedback, we know, we know, you know, that you guys are listening. We know that we matter to you as much as you guys matter to us. And that's freaking fantastic. And it's, it's, it's nice to matter. (laughs) It's nice to matter. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening. Dave, thanks again for popping by. Yeah, Thank oh, you so much, pleasure. Dave. For those of you that haven't figured it out or who are new to the show, tune in on episode 125. You'll get to hear Dave again. That's how it works. <laughs> oh, and 150. And uh, 150 yeah. and 175, which yeah. apparently is going to be the last time you'll hear Ethan and Dave together because Ethan's quitting at 184. So yep. he said something. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We are going to be back again next week. We have um, we have a great guest next week. We have great guests coming for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we'll have more guests coming because when Tiff was on, I feel like she shamed me into going, nope, I need to book like 22 months in advance now. So <laughs> that's what we're doing now. So we are good to go for quite a few weeks. So you won't have to hear just Ethan and I, but you are going to have to tune in next week to hear either one, and we hope you do. Till then... Have a great week, everybody. 